welcome to Can We Just Talk About the Shape of Water. Today I'm your host, Glenn. Uh, with me we have Sarah. Hi. Gary. Wait, we're not talking about Pacific Rim? And, uh, and Susan. Hey. Do you, first, first time joiner. Do you go by Susan? I usually go by Sue, actually. Okay. Sue, that's what yeah. I was going to say. So we have Sue with us today. Thank so you. fantastic. Um, we're going to be talking about Shape of Water mainly, but also the works of Guillermo del Toro. If yeah, I'm, I mean, comparisons are going to inevitably come up. So. Yeah, yeah. But the nice subline, though. And the works of Guillermo del Toro. All right. Uh, which I've seen most, even Blade 2. Um, there you go. The that's best one. one. The best, as, as Rigo wanted me to mention is the best Game of the Toro movie out Agreed. there. All right. But uh, and we all just saw Shape of Water. Um, we all have some slightly different opinions, but uh, we, we all obviously, hopefully saw um, Mr. Del Toro win uh, the Golden Globes for Best, best director. director for this for Shape of Water. And something which, else. I forget what that probably was. Probably creature or design. Something, something like, like that. that. But uh, It might have been sound. I don't know. But let's start off with uh, Yusu. Have you seen all the Game of the Toro movies? I've seen everything but Pan's Labyrinth. Hey. Oh, I know. You're about to get some shade thrown your way. And I was like, as soon as Sarah had texted me and was like, do you want to do this? I was like, yes. And immediately I was like, fuck, where do I find <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth for free? Oh, you could have asked and, us. We have it on Blu-ray. But I, I was too ashamed to tell oh. you I hadn't seen it until That's just fine. now. Sarah will shame you. Yeah. No, so. I okay. I'm trying not to do that thing where I like shame people for not seeing things. You weren't the other night. Oh, I was actually. <laughs> yeah, that was you me were trying. Rough. Our fr- we have a friend Bobby who like yeah. I was trying to explain something about the movie because that's that was going to be my main go to of like Guillermo del Toro doing his whimsy but mm-hmm. trying to ground it in reality with yeah. violence and boobs and stuff like that. Right, right. But I'm like he, I I have some issues with the way it was done in Shape of Water. Mm-hmm. But I'm like he does it perfect, and I was going to point to Pan's Labyrinth as like every way he does it perfectly. But but that's I guess that's a little bit more down the line. Well, but, yeah, but you can also you can compare it with us at least. Yeah, um, a little. Well, that's I'll, good. I'll try not to get too specific with it then. So uh, I guess the easiest way I like to open these things up is what was everybody's kind of. We saw the movie twice, so we have a little more initial thoughts. But what were your guys' initial thoughts uh, on that? How about we start with you, Gary, on Shape of Water? Uh, when I was walking out of the theater, I was like, that was a very pretty movie. That made very little sense. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what I walked out saying. Uh, yeah. Very well acted. Very well done. Michael Shannon is creepy as fuck. Yeah, yeah, he played a real good. The bad boy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't like him as Zod. I didn't like him there. He creeps me out. I, don't really I like, like him. At him. He's a good actor. He's just real creepy. Yeah. Well, kind of like how you feel about uh, what's his name on SNL. Oh, yeah, Will Forte. Will Forte. <laughs> she hates when Will Forte like looks at you and you're every like every time. Well, that that part like in the in the startup intro where in they the intro every time when they're like Will Forte and he looks over at you. I'm like, oh nope, I'm turning, nope, I'm out, turning my head. I'm out, and then she's right. back for Bill Hader and now for uh, Daryl Hammond. And then I'm like, nope. Or what? Oh no, what's his name? Ah, whatever. But back to Shape of Water. Uh, I felt very much the same way. Um, the visuals were amazing. The, there were a lot of plot holes, which I'm sure we'll go over a little more. Um, how about you, Sue? I also was like, oh, the visuals were great. I also kind of had a problem with the way that the violence was executed. I understood its purpose and everything, but yeah. I was just kind of like, that could have been done better for sure. Too and graphic I, or too what? I felt like it was uneven because the tone of the rest of the film was so much lighter and I'm like, I get it. We need to establish he's the villain. We need to establish, like, he's evil. But as amped up as it was in the very beginning of establishing that, it didn't carry through for the rest of the film. And I was just kind of like, well, was it that necessary then? Because we had so many layers of yeah. revealing his insidious nature. See, I feel like while while the insidious nature of him is is part of what you're... Of Strickland what, in oh, particular? Oh, yes, of Strickland okay. was, was the... 
the violence came out usually around Strickland. And the idea I, I kind of gathered was, is he, he is the bringer of violence, bad things. That's in the kind of the idea. The besides that, eventually the Russians. Besides but. eventually the Russians. But, but the thing that kind of, it, personally to me, and this is a bit, bit more of a overarching idea that I have, is we as human beings really hide the nature of us and the world and everything around us and how easily it is to hurt yourself and be injured and die and everything. We really have blown that away as a society. We like to and, not acknowledge And we that. like to not acknowledge it. People are like, oh, I can't even look at blood. Like, blood is one of the most natural things that's ever going to occur to you if you do almost anything around the world beyond live in a house. Um, so... I feel that that when you have these these fanciful stories, you're seeing beneath a lot of the the depth or beneath the surface of a lot of things they want to see. Like we're looking at a kind of a standard story of a well, it used to be prince saving a princess, but the it's opposite sort of, this time. I, it's sort of a common of of these Guillermo del Toro movies, rather like like this and Pan's Labyrinth in particular, and like. I want to kind of say Crimson Peak a little bit, but not so much. They play out like like children's movies yes. with like gore and violence, kind right. of like just just sprinkled in. Has, have any of you seen Kronos? It was like one of no. his one of his like super early ones. It had Ron Perlman speaking Spanglish oh. like half the time. <laughs> it was it was it's real great. But it was on um it was on Criterion streaming um a while back, and I checked it out, and it's very like this is super rudimentary proto Guillermo del Toro because hmm. it's essentially like a really off take on like the vampire transformation story kind of, but like obviously sympathizing with the monster. The central character is the man turning into a monster essentially, but like takes that darkness and, and makes it real cute in times and whimsical and like, and, and just silly almost yeah. at some points while like really gross, disturbing things are happening. And so it's like just that, that cute fanciful story, like peppered with, violence that you wouldn't normally see in any other movie like that's not typically a formula you see in our movies right like right. In, in american or any classic hollywood they usually you stuff. don't you don't get the tonal shifts from up and down up and down so yeah, heavily yeah. well and, and that's long story short to make to make my point and finish it um the violence i think the violence is is meant to be kind of over the top at those moments because it's bringing you back down from these fanciful ideas of of grandeur and the her ideas of being with this fisherman everything like that but to bring you down and not to remember that this is a real world, but that the consequences are of the, these things that are bother us at such a base level. So you're you're dealing with hiding from your reality to you know um, to well hiding running away from your reality things yeah. like that, and then dealing with them when they are literally forced upon you by external forces. Sure, and sure. I just, that that that's why I agree it was a little much, but I felt like it brought the emotional tone of the movie to a place where it wasn't supposed to be comfortable like a Disney movie or anything mm-hmm. where you it's even keel, but it's supposed to be a a, ups a, and downs. It's supposed to be a, roller a storm, coaster ride. a roller coaster ride well, of emotions. And I and agree feeling. with all of that. I agree with all of that. And for and not to you know say that I wanted a Disney movie or anything like that. I w- I don't go to a good Guillermo del Toro film oh, and yes, expect the that Disney movie that opens with masturbation. Yeah, but um, so but good. it was just I wished that the violence and the rest of the film kind of matched what was in the beginning. So instead of just like a dash here and then sprinkle sprinkle like it had been dash dash or sprinkle 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 mm-hmm. and i felt like a lot of his other works are a little bit more consistent in the how pace. they deliver yeah the pa- like the pacing the violence is splitting it up and kind of keeping it out more a little more average yeah or? it's not even it's not even the pacing or keeping it all average it's just there's it's like when you've introduced something you usually are climbing and then de-escalating whereas 
we just we came in at the total top and then we de-escalated the whole rest of the film and I wish there had been a little bit more spikes along the way. That's fair. Yeah, with like I mean, I feel like they kind of did that with, you know, the whole oh, bit off the fingers and like you have that that recurring issue of Strickland's fingers like being sutured back on but then rotting the entire time, which I still haven't decided is like just a shoddy suture work that didn't take or if it actually has something to do with the fish man and like the Various properties that that's he something carries. that actually happens. But um, but I uh, like I, I want to use Pan's Labyrinth as an example, but I I can't go too specific because I don't want to spoil anything. No, dude, it's like ten oh, years old. You can't. No, 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 I'm, I'm not going her. to. I'm not going to. By the I'm way, just, and I apologize for not doing yeah. this before. This is a complete spoiler cast. If you haven't seen Shape of Water, we're talking about everything. I'll so, also put yeah. it in the description. But. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure we didn't say it. So. Yeah, that's fair. But she, like, there's there's a lot of that like cute like fanciful fairy tale type of tone like but peppered in with some intense like violent like like almost like too gross to look at violent and like there's some of that in Kronos too and that's I feel like with his like fairy tale sort of uh I was about to say adaptation it's not adaptation with his fairy tale stories like that tends to be his calling card is just monsters that are amazing set pieces and these like almost out of place like just super violent gritty moments just kind of yeah like that part where uh the the russian spy guy gets shot in the mouth and then dragged yeah i was like ooh, that's a bit he's much also, he's big on his mouth injuries that was not him. too much to me i was like i still f- i mean maybe it was it's mostly the I'm dragging just... i was like oh that's gotta fucking suck yeah, oh, I, you know i was like definitely like oh that's that's so painful and like how do you bear that like I was like, he gotta be screaming more than this. Yeah. But I guess, like, for me, I think that the thing that was just, like, the most disgusting for me, and I was just kind of like, well, if you're gonna do that, we should have that level a little bit, like, again, further. Like, maybe not the whole pace of the movie, but, like, at least one more time, we should have something that level was when he's having sex with his wife and then gags her with his grody fingers. Yeah, yeah. that's gross. And I mean, maybe it's like, maybe I'm just extra sensitive to sexual violence, but for me, that's like, so that moment was just so much more intense yeah. than any of the other, other violence, like any of the guns, any of the like slashing. Yeah. That moment was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Yeah, and it's and I feel like I guess it was cushioned a tiny bit by the fact that his wife was kind of conditioned to just not protest and like not not you know show I guess any kind of the displeasure because like that I get I think the point of that scene was just like he's horrible and he's so controlling and so like wanting to crack down on like any situation that right. he's in like just just emphasize that not so much how his wife reacts but then it's also like look at how subservient his wife is she's the perfect 50s housewife well because she does she does protest a little bit she's like dear please and then he sticks his decaying yeah hand in her mouth and i'm just like yeah that was pretty gross as well and and especially considering she he had his whole speech in the toilet about cleaning his hands and then she he gets home and she's like wash your hands and then we're gonna go have fun and the first thing she does is smell his hands before she puts it on her tit which is just i'm like you have You're obviously like, had a discussion about s- fucking hands and it's weird yeah i don't pee hands yeah i was like well, that I was, was like, wow. the, that was like one of many times because when when general hoyt calls him he's like i got my trigger finger and my pussy finger pussy and finger. you're like you're like all right this is that that one of those there's yeah. just lots of those in this 
point in history, I guess, yep. in, in America and stuff. And I'm just like, mm. see, I took that scene completely differently because like later when he's like, "Ooh, you're silent," I, it turns me on. I was like, maybe he was like imagining having sex with Eliza at that point or something. That no, I think I think that's his thing. I think he normally likes her quiet. I think that's I that, that seemed like an established thing. For well, him. I think yeah. if it was right. such an established thing, like maybe his wife wouldn't have said. Anything. She, the only reason she was saying anything was because he was bleeding, bleeding into her, her well, mouth. Because before a, it started happening, she was like, whatever his first name is, she was like, oh Richard. sweetie, oh blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like she just kept going on and on. Oh and no, on. maybe maybe and it, th- I don't know. I feel like they presented it like the silence fetish type of thing, getting him going. Like is a newish thing. I don't know. Like maybe something brought on by by I, Eliza being. Yeah, brought in I kind of, of got that he'd always had this thing for Silent, and that I for me it presented as though she's always really enjoying it, and so she starts to like be like, "Oh, Richard, Richard," and then he's always like, "Shut the hell up," and yeah. you know, I think she's used to just being silent. Gag a bitch at that point. Come on, be, have if, some respect. If yeah, if you're but ri- maybe not oh, with Richard like decaying. No, figures. not with that. Right. Yeah. So I think yeah. she's like used to being silent, but probably not as intensely as that particular scene. That's fair. And then finally he's met, there's this mute woman who's working. And I think we're watching him say like, I could finally get my quiet jerk off. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, the, like it's like, it's finally like the, the gears are turning their nuclear yeah. family structure that was emphasized yeah. was such a weird thing it, not weird. It felt out of place because it didn't feel like it circled back. Like so many other things besides his wanting to be a good American who does the things well. Other than that, he he didn't really have any motivation. For example, Pan's Labyrinth, so many of the environmental things you learn about the family and the and the people who are living in that area matter to so many parts of the story and I, aren't just this one faceted thing that affect this one person. That's one of the that's one of the overarching things that that I not so much an issue. It's something I'm needing to get used to with this movie and seeing it the second time, I was a little more used to the concept is a lot of the, the aspects of the plot that are outside of just Eliza and the, and the, and the amphibian man is the fish man is um, like just showing uh, almost like a parody, like either parody or like real representation of just that period in American history of like, because we we've all seen we've all seen like the picturesque nuclear family of the fifties and sixties whatever like the wife just made food the two kids of each or one of each like boy and girl yeah. and just being perfect and great and it was like such a kind of laid it on real thick like look look what a picturesque nuclear you know family this is but it's of like the villain basically mm-hmm. and just just laying on how that's how you see that you see into that aspect of of Strickland but it somehow still doesn't humanize him. Like, I f- thought that was interesting because I thought they were going to, like, cut to the family trying to humanize him, but instead I'm just like, I still don't sympathize with you at all. Like, you're the worst. Everything is perfect. Your wife is, like, the picture, the perfect 50s wife or, or mm-hmm. homemaker, and your kids are very well behaved and, and very interested in stuff, and yet I'm still like, no, you're, you're still kind of a monster. I yeah. took it as... Um because Guillermo del Toro, sometimes people will ask him questions about his spirituality and stuff like that. And I have, there's some things that he says that I get, but don't necessarily agree with. But I think definitely when he's making his films, a lot of wherever he is in his spiritual journey comes through in that. And so when I'm watching, I, I looked for that kind of stuff as well. And I kind of saw it as, Strickland's family is a prop that kind of illustrates they're a prop yeah you know yeah the 
the hypocrisy in modern religion and especially like the Catholic and the Christian church. And, you know, you have so many people who say they're good, especially Strickland the from jump. He's talking about God and like, yeah. don't get attached to that fish man. Yeah, he's he, like, immediately, not in the image of God. He his, doesn't look his like first that. meeting with, with Zelda and Eliza is like just dripping with like, Oh, your middle name's Delilah. Like, Oh, she was betrayed Samson and the right. Philistines and stuff. And I'm like, where is all this? Like he Strickland, I feel just, just more than I feel like that character would be on his own is just dripping with like, wanting to put people down and use mockeries and stuff like that are in the context of Bible stories and stuff. Right. I feel like that's more Guillermo del Toro talking. No, definitely. Definitely. And I think that his point was that, you know, there's so many people who play at religion and who use it for For their own ends. Yeah. For their own ends. Exactly. And then contrasting that with Eliza and the fish man and saying like, but this is what, your religion is actually teaching. This is what your religion is actually about. Like if you were a real Christian, you'd realize that this love here, that's just, you know, free and stuff. That's what it's supposed to be about. Like the empathy matters more than the success. Right. Essentially. Like Like, it's, it's not the rituals like Strickland so much as it is the relationships as with the fish man and Eliza. Yeah. And I think that was kind of like, I think he was trying, I think I felt like this whole film was more about that moral message than anything else. And I think that's why there's so many other plot holes. Well, yeah, because like with with um, with Giles and his his crush that he has on the the guy that works at the pie um, the pie shop, the pie chain, like it's it it, it, it doubles as a Giles is just a great character. I think right. he's pretty neat. And they do a good job balancing him and not making him just a one hundred percent sympathizable neat dude by being like look he's obsessed with watching like tv and he's obsessed with the, like he obsessively monitors the tv guide and turns stuff off or turns stuff on and i and i was personally kind of annoyed each time he would interrupt what was going on to be like oh this person's on let's watch this but at the same time i appreciate it because i'm like oh he's a real person like right. they make him seem like a real person and not just this saint who's there to lecture you about how being different's okay and stuff and same thing with eliza she does some things that I think are idiotic, but that humanizes her a lot more to me and like kind of endears her a little right. bit. Cause like it's showing not only is, is she like a whole person like who, who isn't, who isn't being detracted from like not being able to speak or anything like that. Cause I, I've seen a lot of people praise how they're not immediately like she's not sexless because she's, you know, mute, obviously, even before the amphibian man comes along. It's like, oh, here's her morning jilling off session right, and all right. that, which I super, super appreciate. Yeah. Like, when do you see that? Like in movies mm-hmm. ever? Like that's one of the many things that I'm like, at least that's something you don't see right. very often and in, in the mainstream movies and stuff like that. But I like how I like how multifaceted the characters are and I like how most of them like have a a human element which is like you're not 100% good you can be a little annoying or a little bit you know have a having a flaw essentially uh you were talking about to me at one point about the book uh, about how yeah. like the Daniel Krauss is the name yeah. of the author yeah. they 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 wrote it together again so they, they were written the book and the movie were done in tandem to my knowledge cuz I so I started following this gentleman like several months ago back when I, cause I was following kind of the production and stuff. Yeah. And this gentleman on Twitter, I think cause he was retweeted by Guillermo was like, yeah, Guillermo and I worked on the story. And I was like, you, you wrote, you essentially made my Ape Sapien fan fiction happen. So <laughs> I'm going to follow your ass. And, um, and I did. And I started hearing more about how he 
wrote the the novelization, which comes out in February. Yes. And uh, yeah, it comes out in February. Mid-February. And they're kind of different stories, he said. Like at least, I don't know if they're completely different, like the plot and the ending are different, or it's just like little things on the side. But like there's an excerpt on io9 that describes... Strickland actually catching the amphibian man mm. and like like the Amazon back, stuff, yeah. yeah, being in the Amazon and capturing him and taking him back and all that. And I learned the the process wasn't him writing the story and Guillermo adapting it. It's they kind of both fleshed out the story together, but separately. Like mm. they would kind of sync up on it, like like talk to each other, like call each other and be like, oh, well, what are you doing? But he said ultimately they they kind of did different stories. So I'm very excited because, I mean, by virtue of being a novelization alone, it's got to be a little more descriptive right. of what's going on. And most of my main gripes with the movie was that I felt there were plot holes or just a lack of description for how a lot of the shit that went on worked. Yeah. yeah. Why did Dr. Hofstetler, why did the Russians suspect that he so severely didn't take care of the subject that they decided to kill him without any proof or reasoning? Yeah. I feel like they didn't explain that. Like, if anyone else has any, like... I'm going to bring them all up at some point, so if anyone has any, has any like, mm. counterpoints to my gripes, like, please offer them. Like, Hofstadler was later than I wanted to get in the story at this point, but, like, perfect example. Like, why were the Russians all of a sudden mad at him? Like... My, my thought was maybe they had a second Russian spy who was somebody in the movie that we they didn't really show or reveal that was in the facility keeping an eye on and knew that he didn't in fact kill it but that it in fact got stolen. Although they wouldn't know that it didn't get killed because the same effect from everybody else's eyes would be that it got disappeared. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of why they were Honestly, mad at him. Honestly, that's that. just like a, an old spy movie thing, though. It, it like is. They just get, out they get of nowhere, they're killing, killing you. You're like, but, your well, job's done. We're going to kill you. But, or, 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 that's yeah. fine. There's no problem with that. I understand that. But earlier, the guy came in, and he's like, what did, What happened? And he's like, oh, I killed it, and I autopsied it. Didn't learn anything. And then the guy's like, oh, maybe you're misremembering. You'll tell me later. And then they just try to kill him. You're like, what? wait, what is... Yeah. I what feel was like, he opening I feel here? like Hoff said it had some tells Dimitri. though <laughs> yeah Dimitri. i feel like he had some tells that were like giving him away and then the older they gentleman just didn't believe him so yeah he, like he was just kind of like no you would have been a little bit more upset about this had you really killed he seemingly it. You was been. upset but yeah yeah you're right there were just there were a few things there were several things actually that i'm just like uh, either that doesn't work that way and i consider myself i'm i'm pretty much a layman on most on most issues of like politics like physics science that kind of thing so like anytime i'm watching a movie and i still want to be grounded in what's happening and i have to think, just water and i have to stop to think that's not how that works like just that's kind of like a little check mark to me because you can't of, flood a bathroom like that no like, that, oh my gosh the bathroom that flooding that was, right through that was one of my yeah. main it would have gone right through it how things that's not how that works on top that's of like that one of the main what ones. kind of horrible person floods their bathroom when they live above a movie theater or above anyone. You know, or anybody. And on top of that, with the like very specific water to salt thing ratio, yeah. and then just using the tap. Well, I was not, like, it's not a specific ratio. It was having salt because a lot of, it's just like fish. If you throw them in mm -hmm. fresh water with no salt, there's a big difference between some salt or a lot of salt. I mean, they but the little bit of salt that was in that bathtub definitely did not Wasn't accommodate for that whole the bathroom, bathroom being flooded. Oh, that. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. So that I part, just, fair enough. You know, that, that whole scene was just kind of I didn't like, think that, of that. And that... I feel like well, that whole scene was just kind of... only lasts like three minutes and they just they mm. let the water out, they fill out the tub back up and he's good. Yeah, yeah. Let it all out. It's, yeah, and it's that easy. I it's love how easy. also they opened the door when it was supposedly full all the way and all it does is spill a little puddle in and you're like... 
And no, it's just so no, many. Your apartment would be flooded. So many physical and conceptual hurdles, I feel, yeah. were like kind of knocked over to get to that point. Because I totally get he wanted he wanted the main set piece to be like, yeah, the romance scene it f- in the water, like under the water and stuff. But I feel like there's so many other How ways. How couldn't find a pool? Uh, uh, you have to take him out of the house. Just well, you're but already he fucking a also, fish man. If you're gonna go through the effort, take him to a pool. And he'd also already run out of the apartments, yeah. down the stairs, in the public, he, into the theater. He, that I was don't know how. At that point, he walked around and hung out with her. Throw a trench coat on him and throw him in the van. My other thing is like it was really annoying to me that they did not give him a name. Like yeah. I, no, I, mean, I liked that. Yeah. It really bothered me, especially because he like had left the apartment. They were searching for him. He's not it a pet. Just you been... don't give pets names. You, you, no, but you, you give, give people, pe- people have names. No, they have their own names. They're given to them by their parents. He, you, you don't. I wouldn't just start calling some someone it, something else. Well, we give each other well, nicknames. Yeah, that's true. But we give yeah. each other nicknames and yeah. stuff. And like to, she could have signed something like as he was learning yeah. language. Like, what do you call? Like, what are you called? Because you know, it would have been so much easier for her to just been like. Arturo! <laughs> Instead of just like well, she running around looking yell. for... Yeah, well, she can't talk. That's true. Just come up with something in sign language then, like like some well, kind but, of name but or she, title. Okay, so she's going to be running down he, the middle of the street going, Arturo, I, like signing I, it? Like, yeah, I don't think There was something I, I, I want to make a, an official vote to call like, him Eggman. No, I want to call him Arturo. I'm sorry. I like Arturo. Artie for short. All these people whether they are able to talk or not, like they're always looking for him. Everybody's, he's always moving around. Referring and, to him. But nobody calls him anything. We call yeah. the, the facility calls the him specimen. Like the, the, the asset. Specimen, the, the asset. asset. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel I'm kind of between the two notions because I'm both like, it would have made sense to establish something besides the asset to call him. But at the same time, like I feel like it's almost like, a theme is that it don't establish volumes a name for him about who says he's it. not a human. Yeah, but it like, also speaks volumes about who's talking about him. Mm. But the creature, the asset, the the, yeah. the thing. Like like they'll call him different things. It kind of but opens with like up Eliza and Giles, it's just he. Yeah, exactly. Because well, they out as the thing with them, and, and then becomes he. Yeah, they they make a big deal about what pronouns or descriptors people use for him describe their relationship and emotions towards him. Yeah. 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 Um, but the, the also how they know it was a him. That's actually the need for Fish dick. the penis. It that was came in out. the it was in the thing yeah, until yeah. until the the secret. Glenn, because it was, let's be real here. Because fish boobs. they did X-ray it and they said the only thing that they couldn't really see was the chest, so they probably saw the dick. But there's also the concept that it was 1960s Baltimore. That's true too. And everyone defaults if you don't know the gender of something, you default. And to if he, it's mean, usually. it's a he. Yeah. yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know, whatever, whatever they wanted to go by on it. I don't know. But there was one of my main, I guess that leads me into my main gripe with the Fishman, because I have very few, because I, I, I enjoyed the Fishman thoroughly. Um, I wish he didn't bark. like Make that I, noise? The, it, it, it's because he sometimes make, makes noises I feel are more appropriate, but like the most communicative points that they have with him, he kind of seems to bark. And it all kind of feeds into my, my overall attitude of, I'm into the the monster romance thing. I am super stoked I got to see it in this in this budget and caliber of movie. Mm-hmm. But it, but there's a fine line, and I think he Guillermo knew this like going into it. There's going to be a fine line between like oh unconventional monster romance and like oh creepy bestiality, and it's and I feel like it it kind of like the whole him. I'm fine with eating the cat. They needed that scene to keep establishing. Hey, he's a monster. Remember, he's not like you know, a civilized man. But um. 
when like when Giles is like, oh, don't play with the kitty and like stuff like that. There are certain parts where I'm like, makes him seem a lot more animal and this, sub subhuman intellect. His, I guess his is what knowledge, I'm his, at. his seemingly understanding of his world around him and his ability to communicate don't have any consistency throughout the movie. Like, like he, yeah. he at certain yeah. points so understands, don't fucking eat the cats. But at one point, he's like, I'm going to eat this cat. Like, five seconds later, she's like, he's fine. We've now somehow communicated that he will be fine. And I'm sure enough not even to look over at him playing with cats and tell Giles that his while his cat was just eaten, he, another one will not occur because I'm somehow so confident. She says it like, I spoke to him or some some way they communicated this. Right. But there that never occurred. And there's a lot of little inconsistencies about his level of communication. You were saying the sign language thing. Like he learned, he didn't really learn sign language. Well, he, learned he started a, picking it up. He learned a few hand motions that were Gestures. related to things around him. That's it. When there was they music, established like egg music, yes, like but, that type and of... togetherness. That's pretty much it. You he do never the same thing learned with a sign language, so he never really learned how to communicate beyond a few basic. These are items yeah. and things. And, and I concepts. feel like like if the if the super expressive like barks, I guess, had been had been switched out for like maybe a more alien or just more I feel like that's intelligent of his underwater. Noise. And no, and things. that's and that's totally fair. It just it made me feel a little bit more like it creepy, more on like her gurgling end. noises instead of barking. Maybe you know what yeah. though? I think I feel like that's need needs to be had. Is it's a monster? It's not a human. It's not a person. I, and and monster. I don't know. He I'm trying to find the difference between the the line between monster and like animal. Because the creature, because the Creation. baby talk, like the don't play with the kitty and stuff. I was like, I was like, okay, this is getting weird, and and not getting weird, because I get the core set set piece and like concept that Guillermo wanted to push in this is Fishman is gorgeous. I wanted them to end up together at the end of Creature of the Black Lagoon. And I'm on board for all of that. It's just there were a few aspects of him that I'm like, show more, show more of like him communicating like at a at an at least human intellect level, not right. speaking verbally necessarily. But so like, like instance, something like Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Yes. Uh, not even like Caesar, well, sort of. Um, even I'm a bridge version of that would be even good. Even the like, monster from Super Eight could communicate by touching somebody. Like he could he could instantly like ah uh, at, at did everyone see Super Eight? Yeah. Yes. Okay, thank God. Because um, he, he touches the kid, and the kid is all of a sudden like, oh my God, you've been through so much. And he all of a sudden understands like, okay, bad things happen. You're very upset and angry, but like you can still you can still live. And the creature communicates back the same way. And so when like they establish the fish man can like, oh, put my ha- hand on your head, and I'll put my hand on your head, Giles. We're not going to be able to communicate, but I can make your hair grow back I, or something. I, like I that. think he was trying to heal him. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was clearly him. an idea that he he'd gathered what he did in his panic. But I feel like the main difference with between him and Abe, for example, because everyone's making the the comparisons right. visually at least, is like Abe. Abe speaks, but even if Abe, if I'm pretending this is my Abe fan fiction, only Abe can't talk. Abe could communicate or at least uh, um, communicate ideas by like touching people. Abe was at a higher like, intelligence level too well, overall. That, I mean, the we but that's the that question. Exactly. We don't know. That. Is it really? And then, you know, yeah, we talked, the movie talks so much about like in, in the Amazon, he's worshiped as a God. Like there's a whole religion about him and da, 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 da. Only because they, th- so, they throw stuff in the water. I mean, they don't, but, but we don't know that that's really, that. that's all we don't know that that's really that's it. And you know, especially with the Amazon, most of the Amazon being in Brazil yeah. and I have some roots down in Brazil. So like religious ceremonies around that tend to be much more than just that. And they're, yeah. you know, and they do it's not have just like, 
we we like him and he does cool things or he's threatening so we're throwing flowers at him. Right. Flowers and food, you know, and you know, there there's more to all of that. Well, you also and have to take into account that's Strickland was his name. Yeah. yeah. Right. Explaining that ritual, I don't think he'd get into the No, no, no. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. But it's just like I wish that there had been like more little clue cuz you know, if he went to hunt for the guy, he probably had a team. There were probably pictures or something to show two higher ups and all of this. So it's like there, there's so much more to Fishman's story. Yeah. And I wish that we had gotten at least a little more hints to it. I totally agree. Yeah. Like I, and I get that that's not the point. Cause the theme of this movie is that it, just because something is other or not, not what you're right. expecting it to be. Cause especially I, I get why he would have picked this, this point in history, because not only is it like, Oh, a fairy tale about troubled times as he puts it. It's also like very much everyone is in this mode of, I only understand, like, I'm only respecting and and understanding to things that I know and things that I understand already and the established quo, the established, like, um, status quo. And he is, like, the farthest thing from the established status quo, like, beyond, like, black people not being able to sit at the freaking that they they crammed all the homophobia and racism not all of into it into one scene well but, most of it into one well because like also strickland like yeah being like god looks Super like you or me mostly me i'm like okay yeah you've you've really established strickland as like the classic like racist and stuff but um but then Running for senate in 2018 <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably but um the the concept of otherness being making causing people to be rejected and underestimated and stuff and he's like the ultimate other thing like it's not even human is like a recurring statement but i feel like with the other things like people being dismissed for being mute or being gay and stuff because like giles is struggling so much getting work and having people even let him sit at the restaurant once they figure out what his deal is um, the amphibian man being written off for not being as intelligent as he is w- well, is also I think a there fair... was very little that they showed throughout the movie to hint that he was any more intelligent. So that's all. That, uh, and that's kind of where I'm stuck now. Is I'm like, should they have included more to to establish that or show that, or should we have been left to assume it based on how much people are written off for their various perceived um, differences? He, there, there are many stuff. opportunities and idea and times and things where he could have seemingly done something even simply ingenious. I think that he never did anything beyond the obvious or beyond what I think a creature would the do and it's factor. which leads me to believe yeah. he's just like a, a creature exactly he's, he's, like, he's, he's, yeah. he's not sentient guy. I don't think he's sentient oh, I think he's absolutely sentient. sorry not sentient um, self-aware uh, not that's se- what sentient is uh, um, <laughs> and he is self-aware because yeah, he does not, yeah. after he, he gets a, out of his little panic he calms down and he does start to like try to make a man you know he has a sense of morality he has the ability to like evolve his thinking and so it's like you have to think that he does have yeah. higher intelligence my, my thoughts but, on the morality of the romance like and that's that was the whole crux for me is my thoughts on the morality of the romance is the intellect level that they have established for the the fish man and right. he gets real animalistic especially in the beginning because strickland seems to get off to breaking him down to his most animalistic state right. by torturing him and just being a general jackass to him and um and it only takes eliza being the first person who like tries to show him kindness or isn't immediately trying to lock him up or electrocute him or something like that for him to start seeming more intelligent right. like enjoying music and communicating and that type of thing and and that's uh, and, and I could have just not not in his mannerisms beyond just the barking I felt could have been improved and maybe like even not even 
communicating telepathically, just maybe communicating ideas. It would like, like, have been cool if he at least like did some small things that showed hints of intelligence beyond the obvious or very clear things. Um, yeah. I, I can't th- I can't come up with anything right now, but if he had at one point kind of interjected in something or stopped somebody or I, I can't really yeah. think of okay, anything. I kinda he get never really you're... supported any of the characters in a way that an intelligent person yeah. who ha- who creates an attraction does. He Beyond just, sleeping he's with on, Eliza, there's not much support. He's along for the ride, which I'm not, again, I'm not saying Also recognizing that he did bad to Giles. But... Yes, yes, uh, yes, absolutely. But that, but much like an animal, you know, had to be told, was then instructed, was yeah. then had to be put away and had to then witness the aftermath of his actions. Yeah. Which which dogs and cats and things do, and they 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 feel bad about it. Yeah. So again, I'm not when saying it's not possible, it. and it wouldn't. I think it would have been cooler if they had shown. I agree. A couple little hints of a higher level of intelligence. There's several things I think would have been cooler, but well, like, yeah. I'm still happy. Better. I'm still very Me happy. Too. It's just I was left with like, oh, but you could have done it this way, and it would have yeah. made so much more sense. Like right. a lot of a lot of far fetched far fetched things are like more what what get at me because um pan's labyrinth again without getting too specific like does it perfectly they they do i mean not the romance there's there's no real romance in pan's labyrinth Mm. but like the whole meshing fantasy with trying to ground it in reality or even in a politically tumultuous um setting is perfect like the villain i'm never once questioning why he's doing what he's doing or like why what is happening is happening nothing feels really far-fetched to me yep. in in Pan's Labyrinth and just so many times in this movie I'm like well that's pretty fucking convenient yeah. that that happened the way it did and it's almost and it wouldn't normally bother me if it didn't distract me so much like how far-fetched and how convenient yeah. some of the stuff is like when he goes on when he eats the cat's head and gets panics and runs away it's like how did nobody notice him like the yeah. also why right. the fuck were they leaving their doors open that with a fish was gonna be my first thing is so many doors are left open not and just unlocked. in the house because like there's their their apartments which like half the time when they have a scene going on with the fish man the fucking door's wide open and that bothers me and the windows are all yeah. yes. you know, there's no shades there's Let no blinds up along no, the, the like w- w- some, up floor to ceiling windows right. in the rain but like still just standing windows. there you're like and just the the stab right. they set up so they lay it on so thick and so heavy. This is the most sensitive asset. We are all super obsessed with the asset. It's got to be super unlocked, very secret. And yet, like Eliza's, a there's no camera on the asset. Well, if I'm it's like, secret and you're not supposed to have any information and, and, about it. And that occurred to me. I was like, because my first thought was, how is there not a fucking camera pointed in that tank constantly at the thing? And then obviously I was like, oh, that could be because they don't want reco- they don't want it recorded. They don't want the security personnel to see or something. But they're letting the ladies come in and mop it and see it Somebody's essentially while it. they're rolling it in. And a lot of it came into context when I understood like, oh, Eliza works a night shift when like the things don't normally happen, I guess. But um, but like just. How she was so confident, because I I get very anxious. I get very anxious if no. people sneak it up. Like any time in a movie when someone's in a room they shouldn't be in, doing something they shouldn't be doing, or looking for something, I'm always just like so tense and so at the edge of my seat, being like, "When's the person gonna walk in? When's the person gonna catch them?" And so just I couldn't enjoy any of the bits with Eliza in the fishman's enclosure because I'm like, why are you pulling out your sandwich? Why are you pulling out your eggs? Someone's going to walk in there and see you. You're getting out a, a record player. You're letting <laughs> him pick the record. Like you don't have time. You don't have time You're for this. Play very loud music. And if she yeah. did, if there were something like, like plan that she had or some, some fail safe, I want to know what that was. I feel like they didn't establish that well enough. Like how she was. So either she was 
dumb, not going about it very well or not planning it out very well. I think that's the answer. Well, I mean, I definitely think that they, well. I think they were playing her off as like naive because okay. this is the first time she's yeah. really experiencing a relationship where she feels she's understood or whatever. Cause Hofstetter does like see all this stuff. She, yeah. You know, he's catching her, but he's just like, I'm going to go along with it because this person understands what a beautiful creature this yeah. is. Yeah. And but was, it's just like, it, it is kind of too easy because if Hostetter could catch on and everything, why it's so don't anybody else? Yeah. Also, yeah. that place had a shit ton of security guards. Yeah. Yep. Put one in there. Shit loaded And how's like, not even from a story perspective, if I were running that facility, I'd be like, hey, cleaning ladies, do your job. It, it drags but the plot. one it, person standing there. It drags the plot out of plausibility for yeah. me. Which, whatever, it's a movie. Like yeah. You have to have some sort of... If I'm believing that sh- they somehow had good sex with that fish man... My, but my, my, you know, I, I have thoughts on that. Not that hard for me to understand. I, have, I only no. think that they had See, good sex because she was already a fish person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally the second the movie started, I'm like, oh, those are going to be guilty. Most well, ladies uh, don't was... masturbate in the bath. Um, in, are you under, sure about yeah. that? Underwater? Yeah, I was, like, are you under, sure about that? They're the ones that I've talked to with their yeah. hands, at least. That was one of my... Mm-hmm. Uh, it. De- well, I'm willing... From my experience, I apologize hey, if I mean, I've offended. I'm, we can get but, into it. But I'm handsy stuff say, in water, from what I've understood, without additional things, is a little rough. I'm willing to say it depends. It depends on the person. That's I'm fair. definitely That's fair. willing to say it depends. I'm also, but that heavily was... depends on the person's family, because I know quite a few religious women who masturbated in the shower or bath. Really? No. Yes. I, well, like you well, can't okay, do it anymore. Not, I can not see. the same. There's a difference between being in a shower and being underwater. Yes. Without okay. without but getting you into also, the in a bath, you have maybe half an hour to get your business done. Mm. Nitty gritty of it, like I, that was one of my first. A, I was just too too surprised and blown away that I'm like, hey, you're normalizing female masturbation. Good on you. She but wasn't I was in also, there for privacy. For a second, at least she lives alone. But I was also for a second being like, that's not how that works because in my experience and the experience of, of, of some people I've chatted to about that, we've always kind of synced up on why do they always romanticize like having sex in a hot tub or, or chilling off underwater or something like that because it, it, water is not a lubricant. It's water's not a good lubricant. doesn't make things easier. It but isn't. then he brought up the concept the of opposite. like, she's a fish woman. Maybe the biology works different for her and that's how she does it. But it's also kind of a thing I'm willing to accept that some people can do depending on your plumbing levels. Sure. But that's as specific as Look, I'm going to get Look, man, she had great that. plumbing if it took that long to flood. <laughs> She's also, they also <laughs> established... Oh Very good, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Moving forward from the physics of underwater masturbation. Yeah, just... So- you, but yeah, yeah and the then there the is the one camera that's like in his enclosure area, but it's not pointed at anything that we can see is significant, but she still has to move it for whatever reason. And then how... Was there a camera in his enclosure? No. I, I think it, there's boxes and stuff around, and she has to move. No, that, that was in the dock. That, that was in the dock. That was in a service hall. That would be a lot more areas, sense if it was yeah. inside his enclosure. Yeah, because yeah, some of the um, oh, oh, areas get confusing to yet look at. That there well. are two unlocked doors leading down a steamy pathway directly from this very sensitive lab right to the only was, external place on the base. It's just all the all the individual attention that is paid to Zelda and and Eliza because. I was thinking it was far-fetched at first because I'm like, oh, why do they care so much about them? Because they happen to be in the enclosure at most critical moments. Like, A, when they wheel the guy in in the first place. B, when Strickland um, gets his fingers bitten off, they uh, they they pick those two, which I, I 
think might have um, something to do with like them being specifically assigned to that area. That could that could. I think it was because they were the first person that happened to be working in there, and they already saw it, and so they're like, "Well, they already saw it. Let's not overexpose. Let's just keep them doing it. Have them sign an NDA or something." Well, they already did. They they already like in their things. I don't know if you saw it. Like had under their HR stuff, it had like confidential stuff, and oh yeah, they were already vetted and everything. That was something that I'd been, and it makes sense. And it's obviously how Strickland had their for them to assign a mute woman to that to that. Um, space as well, although she speaks ASL. Yeah, I don't think that's so her issue. It's it's whatever. But it, it was just an ironic thing that occurred to me because I was like, oh, she Not she ironic. can't actually to people who don't understand ASL like can't communicate or say anything. She about can it. write on a piece of paper. Yeah. Yeah, she's still many ways to communicate. I, I'm aware it was a thematic <laughs> thing, not a physical thing, or not and a, not they a put, literal thing. And they put 50% of the people in there do know how to talk English I'm out just, loud. I'm just with their human mouth. <laughs> with their human mouth. Just a lot of and <laughs> sign language and writing. Just a lot of inconsistencies there yeah. were my gripes about the importance that they put on secrecy and security and all that yeah. versus the seeming lack okay. of so security. That's a thing, though. Also, thematically, there was a shit ton of cleaning ladies for that building. Yeah, like well, so many. It was a laboratory and factory. There was um, like 50 aerospace people. facility. I, I feel like, and that was, was the night shift where all the cleaning people come in, yeah. like all of them. Yeah, I felt like we were supposed to know that the building was so much bigger it, than what we were seeing, but they didn't establish that, right? Yeah, yeah so many things. Like I feel like would have been What's the fair. Building? What's the building? What do they do there? I mean, yeah. I know what they do there, but it's an aerospace. They, it's an aerospace place, but like, they don't really. They're like, where do you work? Like, it would be nice to just have you kind of like what you said about about right. the guy not having or the fishman not having a name. Like, it would be nice to have a loca- name for location. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's they, they, they don't spend enough time, I think, establishing these basic like things. Like, they could have taken the the portion of the plot that's in the facility I feel like and stretched it out a little bit just to make it a little bit more plausible a the the bond forming between Eliza and the fishman and b the um just just take a f- minute or so just to explain a little bit more how she's so confident going into that area and like like having her Naivete. time alone and stuff yeah blinding blinding ignorance it's a it's a yeah. it, it's a fairy tale in that in Despite, the same way it has all the holes of snow white and whatnot like, yeah. which is like why I'm, I'm willing to forgive like almost 80 percent of what yeah. you just said yeah my biggest thing is like every time they would have a scene they cut they like stopped it two minutes they too were short. like some weird cuts like it'd be like oh the first time like eliza and Fishman are like having a conversation you're like like let us see more of that and i'm like okay yeah i'm, I'm getting into this like uh he's coming around and like he's getting the scenes over i'm like i want to see him like come back and be like hey you're chill like you feel like the math days. teacher you want to see the work yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Or like anytime with strickland and he's on screen and he's like i'm gonna be a huge asshole and i'm like okay sure and he's like here's my plan and it cuts i'm like tell me your fucking plan or, or yeah. at least then later illustrate it somehow because yeah. the whole time I was like, all right, cool. He had a lead or a plan. Like his obviously lean plan was to follow Dr. Hofstadter, which didn't work out. But yeah. still, like, can anyone tell me like why? Because I, I actually don't know why Strickland brought him in specifically, but like why he him. was being so mean to the creature in particular. Because if this were just like a, oh, this is my job. This is, I, it's my job to bring him be- in and stuff. He, I feel like there'd be more of an impartiality to because it. Because they he, had, because they had, in essence, fought. 
before they had t- getting him he said he had a bitch so of a the, time getting the, him we didn't get to like each other very much along the way does it for you yeah he like, probably he pro- it. yeah because he explains also, the cattle products because they're yeah. not interrogating also, him also he's no. just a fucking asshole yeah he's also an okay. asshole and has no respect he he literally says you got to treat it like a wild animal he okay and there are because I mean, they're not they're not trying to get information out of him dogs just like that where they just kick him and beat him and hit him with cattle prods that's mm-hmm. what they do they're assholes mm-hmm. i think okay. it's definitely like strickler kind of has a inferiority complex yeah and so he's like this big ass creature which like almost took me out in the amazon well Bit now i'm gonna fingers he wants know, to show superiority as often as possible right and so and this is the best way is like this thing is actually bigger than him and you know it could get him but he's gonna get it and teach it every single yeah. chance he it, gets it to even it made me think he, he lost probably some people to getting him it, it's all that that's see that's what i'm looking Th- that for that what it made me i think. feel like they took and this is see, some that of the stuff almost done the because op- then i'd be like yeah i get it like, I get why he's so mad, but, yeah. like, and I also, just being a fucking relentless asshole. Yeah. That also establishes the, um, that also establishes the, the, the monstrous aspect of the creature, because they don't want to lose that. They don't want to completely romanticize him. They don't want to lose the fact that, oh, he's still a scary monster that can somehow run right into that theater that is conveniently absent Empty. of anyone, because there's people there when well, they flood the bathroom. Yeah, right. Yes, but they, they did establish, or A, that was at a late point in the evening. It was in the middle, literally the middle of the night because she was at work. Yeah, that's true. So it was that's literally the middle of the night when literally no one would be okay. there. Also, okay, they did perfect. say that that movie theater runs day and night, 24-7, yeah. and they gave her a free ticket. But that, but yeah. And so, that it was like super shitty and like not getting Yeah, and nobody was there. So no, hey, th- I had no problem with that. Nobody wants to come to the that. movies anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I had no problem with that. There was no one in the theater when he got there. That that's fair. Fine. No, that's actually fair. But I also, of that. like, how did the, he had to run past the ticket He death. didn't run past him. That was the thing. He also, stopped the, right before him, turned around, and went right into the door. The ticket man was also asleep. They established true, that true. When, okay. when Eliza's uh, running looking for him. She was about to turn to the ticket man. I think be and like, did sleeping. you see a fucking gill man run by? Right, right. But uh, he was asleep. a sexy ass fish? See, it's got, he's got just an ass that won't quit. Have you seen him? Um, but the... the So I guess that was one of my... Gra- How did I get there? He was running... He was in the... But yeah, he's just running in this like. No, he came down in, and went to the, the left, theater. stopped before the right. guy turned around and went right into the door. Okay, I still there's so even if we say though that the ticket guy was asleep and everything, there's still so many people just yeah. on the street yeah. in general. Yeah. But but again, he while while he is a shiny weird monster, he doesn't light up naturally. It was like in, in probably like two a.m. and um he is man shaped. So driving by, you you know, but just people walk. I mean, in, in Baltimore, people there walk there all the time. Not at two a.m. in the night, and and she didn't live in a great place. So you know, but that would actually make even more sense that there's like drug addicts and homeless yeah. people wandering. It's around. also like, but who's gonna somebody somebody them. I walked around some places like Baltimore and whatnot, and not Baltimore specifically, but like in the middle of the night, city places, New York, Boston, whatnot, and it usually two a.m. It's pretty dead. It's like most most of my gripes, especially residential. Most areas. of my gripes are are far fetched plot element related where or yeah. or just things that don't make sense which you would normally excuse for for like a, a gritty fairy tale but i'll loop back to pan's labyrinth where he does that perfectly like he grounds the story perfectly while keeping the fantastical elements super fantastical and awesome because it's it's all in the context of this child like of this child and her adventures and her ex- experience I'm and they separated i guess a little bit too much because i had too much trouble accepting even just the core premise of why they brought him there in the first place it's like da 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 the russians trail off and mumble it's like what yeah but what really like i guess they tried to explain it by saying oh we need him for research into 
how a man's going to live in space or, or something like that. Well, an unknown species, anything right. can have technological advances. I mean, we yeah. find found things, medicines and things from every freaking different creature that we have. You know, cuttlefish at one point had a big, I can't remember what it was, some advancement that we found due to them. Yeah. Like animals provide crazy science insight, especially back then. I was having, I guess I was ultimately having trouble wrapping my head around why he was there in the first place and why Strickland hated him so much. But I'm, I'm getting there, I guess. I'm, I'm warming up to those things. It's just the assumptions, the explanations that we're offering that were, that were, were and the assumptions offered. that we're making weren't offered in the movie. And I feel like a lot of those gripes, like if, oh, if he killed some of Strickland's dudes on the way there, like, oh my God, I would totally, yeah. I would totally be down. I'd be like, okay, he despises this creature for right. this reason. But then see, that would have also humanized Strickler. Strickland. Okay, we, we, we'd understand yeah. finally, like, well, yeah, you lost your friends. Like, you lost but people I, you work with. I always feel Strickland like the best sp- guys. I don't think Strickland was supposed to be sympathized with What are the things all? that I right, Which is why if he did lose anybody, yeah, we didn't I, hear I, about see, it. Because but I think they should have because I always find that the bad, best bad guys are the guys you slightly sympathize with. That's, also, right. that's also typical that's also with Guillermo del Toro yeah. movies. Not a fairy tale thing. Fairy tales like the bad guy's bad. But Guillermo del Toro, he usually He's They're usually a little bit more complex than that because like the captain in... In Pan's, Pan's Labyrinth, Labyrinth, the the main uh, negative driving force in it, like he's evil. Like they established, they're like, yeah, he's the evil force in he's this. He's doing what he thinks is right. It's not like right Hayao Miyazaki movies where there's like there's no good or evil. It's like everyone's just on opposing sides, but has their own their own motivations. Like there is clear bad guys in the Guillermo del Toro movies, but he like sets up like this is your motivation. This is and and he even humanizes the evil people. Like the the people who are always evil, not the monsters. Like ends up humanizing. It just would have given a lot of context for a lot of the things that that occurred up to that point and and why they were so hostile to it i think, I think that stereotype him. of the strickland character along with hey he bit my fingers off yeah. and i'm a fucking asshole well he was an asshole before good that enough that's fair he was an asshole before that he had the cattle prod already yeah he had also, already had blood but i also on it. agree with sarah that the whole idea like we need to figure out if it we can come up with some kind of technology based on the lung structure of this guy to launch that's us so into cool. space i just feel like that wasn't Enough. Enough. Like there had yeah. to, there had to be more. Really, for you, you guys. To you don't bring. think an unknown species of a humanoid variety? Not if they were just gonna kill him. To the, I like. Uh, Not if they were just gung ho for okay. murder. Well, like, okay, so have you seen the X Men films? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so every movie, they're like, they want to kidnap as an experiment. Also, they're like, why? Why? Like I, I, it's literally the same those aren't well line. written movies, so I wouldn't Neither argue really that. Well, it's no, that's the thing. I'm, well I'm totally well willing. Done. I'm totally willing to accept that this movie is okay written and is totally skating on its originality, on how beautiful it is, on how the whole the whole thing's revolving around something that that it's a story that doesn't get to get told ever. That I don't think I can't think of a time other than like the most the most obscure art house stuff where it's like trying to tell a story like this and succeeding. Yeah. Because like at, by the end, despite all my gripes, despite all my that's not all that works, by the end I was still like tearing up big. Like, yeah. this is so beautiful. Oh my God. I feel like it might have been edited down to take away a little bit more of the relationshipy things to make okay. it a little bit more mainstream friendly. And I'm, because, because no offense to the lovely ladies who love their monster thing, uh, that was enough monster love for me. I didn't need another 20 minutes not of sitting around with the yeah, monster and loving on him. Like, I'm not saying that that wouldn't have been good for some people. Bonding. It's just not for me. Because I, I wasn't, by the end, I, I was like some montages the, of that. Yeah, like sitting on the couch watching the show. Yeah. Her teaching him the tap but, number or, or even, something. 
when she literally rolls that up, never came back. Or yeah. even when she finds him oh. in the movie theater, maybe they like the sit down. And music and well, and things. I maybe was they, really like, hoping down. for that. Yes. Yeah. I was really disappointed that that didn't happen or that oh we didn't God. get to see it. That would have been so great. I'm, my point was is maybe the director's edition will have a little more monster love because obviously going in as a director, those are the scenes that you focus on and the rest are kind of the ones that build the structure and, and make the movie occur. But you, but but if you're focusing on, hey, I'm making a monster love movie, I'm making my fan fiction, you're probably going to shoot a few extra but ones. But also having my subplots with, with the the social difficulties of the time period and stuff because he's always yeah. he's always got something like in there to ground it which well, is fair i also think it was the one way they it was were just able done to a little heavy-handed on not this time, justify but attempt cool to justify it. killing a monster because in almost any other intellectual time in history after that no general would do that yeah like like, like the hoyt hoyt rolling in and being like kill it that, that was i felt a little see but that was the attitude of the american generals against russia and it was very stupid very short-sighted well, that was but the, it was that was the attitude it was of the russians to the too ground. it was it was it was burn it to the ground so the enemy can't get it that hasn't been the idea since that's fair for most of i guess i didn't government. i didn't have a good good understanding of, of we fucking that. hated the russians a lot well, we yeah, still it, was, do, but. it was like in the middle of the red scare and shit yeah you keep saying the red scare i'm like that was a thing I just don't know if I'm getting my time. The Cold right. War is at this time. It's a space race. Yeah, it's a space race. Yeah, they We're do a little bit before the Cold War. Yet, yeah, but yeah. Um, although it's really weird, General Hoyt. I'm watching Justified right now, the TV show. Yeah, and he's is like he the, the he's the head U.S. Marshal, and he's like <laughs> such a lovely like go lucky. Oh really? And then he's like, like, no, you want to murder him? Like, murder oh, the geez. fish. Yeah, I just still feel like. In the states, we've probably still had some other, you know, like maybe it wasn't Area Fifty One, but like something leading up to that. So I'm like, there had to be more that we were trying to get out of this yeah. fish man. Yeah, like I, I think there that, had to be more. I, I, I think if it was brought to more people, that probably would have been the case. But you were dealing with a clearly pretty close-minded individual. I mean, you, you just like his is uh. Hoyt's speech at the end with Strickland about, you know, decency. Yeah. Like, like that spoke volumes about the I, guy who's making that decision. I have so. notes on that because that was the one thing because we, we go on about, oh, Strickland isn't humanized because Strickland is just straight up evil. Like he's, I understand he's, he is absolutely a set piece. He, his family, his whole world essentially is a set piece on just the evils of the the status quo of that point in, in American history and stuff. But I feel they do at the very end sort of humanize him showing that because I feel like the the toxic masculinity, like as a concept, is a big theme. Like the just just how it hurts everything, how it hurts right. the, the the men even. Yeah. Because Strickland is is clearly a product of toxic masculinity. He's perpetuating it. He is manipulated by it. Like even he tries the, to be honest and open scene about it. Like, well, it's shut down. I mean, yeah, and he does. In his monologue at the end to Hoyt, he is like, "I have delivered. I've done everything. Like I've worked so hard. Like." I fail once. Like, can you for, forgive that one thing? And it shows just so much how the evils of that situation hinge on no success, no intentions, no history, just success when I want it or you are out, you are done. And just that's all that matters. Like, intentions don't matter. Kindness, actual decency doesn't matter. All we give a fuck about is the decency hey, to not I'm fail. A, I'm going to take half a step and just put two and two together. I kind of have to consider now that the failures of security were Strickland's fault then. Yeah. If he was the guy taking care well, of that, they, they, well, clearly, the they, reason they, that there was on. no security in that room well, his fault. They clearly state that he's there with the fish man. Like, that's his yeah, first day. That's his job. Yeah. No, he no, was no. There I mean, too. Like, no, no, no. In charge but of, but he's no, he's in charge, of, of, charge of, of the fish man, though. He's yes. head of security. And so, the, no, no, he's in charge of the fish. He's not head of security the at the fish. They introduce him as security. He is the security. It's his job. 
to run the pl- to 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 take care of the fishermen. That's all he was there. He was the handler for the asset. But as the handler for the asset, you're the person who says, "Hey, we need twenty four seven secure two security guards at this door. We need dudes forever. in there making so sure nobody as much falls as, in as love." As much with as him. I kind of did feel sympathy back then when I first saw it, thinking about it now and putting those two and two together, fuck him. It was his fault. He made the mistake that let well, her. I let like, the no, man and out. I, I felt that way too. So when Hoyt was kind of like. F you and your decency. I feel like when I watched it, I didn't at all sympathize with Strickler being like, I failed the one to, you know, the whole time I was watching that, he sounds whiny. And, yeah. you know, I think that yeah. everybody in the room is just like, stop making excuses. Yeah. Stop, stop being Which a Which is why baby. he breaks like, and is just like, all right, I'm going to go rip my fingers off of Fred and Zelda. Like, right. Yeah. And, you know, I think Hoyt, Hoyt's dealt with him on a number of times. And I think Hoyt just sees him as, this An little boy who d- who doesn't who can't grow up and who is just like all about himself. He has he has weaknesses. I think also tied very much to his pride because right. like he he gets straight up manipulated in that Cadillac dealership because mm-hmm. the dude's like you're the man of the eh, future. He went right. in there wanting to buy a Cadillac. Yeah, you he, know. And so I think that Hoyt sees all of that, and so Hoyt's kind of like grow up and do your job. And yeah. Ho- I'm not saying that Hoyt's not a toxic figure because he is but i think that there's still more to hoyt than there is to strickler uh strickland yeah and that hoyt's just kind of like look man i don't care about your morals that you are always in here bullshitting about because i think hoyt also sees we haven't heard a damn thing about it before now right you know and i think that hoyt kind of sees past like you talk good game, but I don't see you living that at all. Just do your fucking job. Yeah. yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't feel any sympathy for him in yeah. that either. That's fair. I did initially, I did. but, but, uh, but, but in retrospect, thinking about how, well, cause if you put again, those plot quote unquote plot holes of why is there shitty security Strickland's job, that was his job to, to make sure the security around make that sure the asset was secure. was secure because as they said, this is the most sensitive asset they've ever had there. So they would ha- need increased security and that would have been Strickland's job. And I and the way they emphasize that it makes me wonder whether the gaps in security and stuff that that I'm that I'm noticing and that are bothering me are written in to be Strickland's fault or whether they're a a uh, mistake of essentially the way the plot was written because I feel like I think it, they, how could Eliza just dance mistake. dance in and out of that place and like just the that kind of stuff it's just, you didn't dance both. in and out they had to a kill little a man mix of both little yeah. column A little they had to column kill a man to get I really in like out. that scene though the escape scene yeah it's great it's good very simple and the, the okay I had one issue it was with the scope of this movie <laughs> yeah there Everything were no wide shots. There were no big shots of anything, almost at all. Yeah. Like almost everything was here's a corner of the apartment, here's the bathroom, here's a corner of the it lab. It was also very here's... low. It was lower budget for his. That's fine. It's fine. You could do some wa- just some scenes, like at the beginning when she's in the bus and they kind of pan to the Baltimore skyline. A little cool. Do that more, was a do nice, more of that. Give me some more environment. I didn't feel like it was a real place at any point because it never backed up and showed me that this was a place that existed Other beyond than them these leaving pockets. the apartment door open. Exactly. Beyond right. these pockets of time, it never felt like a place. And considering how they wrote the or they made the entire movie in the apartment and the and the, the facility, facility yeah. in that one room, besides, I mean, they had scenes the in the security room and the and, dock. And the no, I meant I meant in the facility, all of it. Locker room. Yeah, like lock, they, those were all really short. Like, but none of them had like a backup here. Feel like it's the world. The only thing that ever did was when after they stole him and they came back, and then you could see the entire area where they clock in normally was filled with people, and like they backed up and they showed Strickland watching them. Yeah. that was the closest thing we got to like seeing how this place looked like. Like. Like my favorite Just movie of last year was Blade Runner, and like one of my favorite things is like that's a place. Yeah, yeah. Like the right. movie starts with a giant 
fucking panning show you the whole thing. every every like environment has solar ha- it, but but also every place you go to yeah, in that, like every, they show you the outside right there's an show. establishing shot exactly. for everything whereas in here it there's like a real really never and it doesn't even need to be establishing like, in, right away in Blade but Runner, just that that desert city is completely ridiculous yeah. when you think about it it's completely bullshit insane but they make it feel like a real place yeah and, and you're like, okay, I buy it. But and like, I and nothing. I get the and, and I, like in this movie, the the scene where they're standing at the window where uh, Giles and him are sending like the yeah. per- perfect fucking opportunity for yeah. a shot. Just keep, and keep just like, wide it out a little more. Yeah, and and that wouldn't have been a hard shot to do. All it is is buildings. Yeah, so get get a real building, CG that one corner in there. You're good. It's mm-hmm. not hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I because I understand budget constraints with like a whole desert city. They had a lot of money and they spent a lot of money on Blade Runner, but there they were a lot of a lot simple ones. They did, yeah. Shame yeah. too, great movie. Damn shame. Um, um, next week. Oh, we gotta get that. Um, wait till wait till the director's cut or whatever special edition the, comes out. Is it the ultimate? It's I like don't know. The director's I'm thing. kidding. It's just they always come up with like five more editions yeah, later, like especially that one's known. Well, with to be with Blade Runner, but that's a thirty year old movie. Back to our movie because we didn't sign up to talk about Blade Runner. Sorry, but yeah, I just that that world was so detailed and interesting, but it just didn't feel established. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, a, a, as far as like established, well, you guys were bringing up the escape scene. I still maintain. I think having Hofstadler, Dimitri involved in a little bit earlier even just because i was talking to him earlier about how i'm like i want more of the plot to be built up from the facility like not just establishing um the fishman and eliza's relationship but also like establishing how she comes to understand the security and comes to know the ins and outs and stuff and feeling so secure being in the enclosure and i feel like more because they establish early on or middle middle of the way through that that Hofstedler understands that she's going in there and finds them out and and is keeping tabs on them sort of I feel like um even if either along the way him being like okay I'll be your lookout that's their airtight plan like right he's like I'll make sure no one goes in there while you're in there or even just skipping right up until they want to break him out and having him confront her and be like hey I know he's important to you too I will help you bust him out because otherwise she threw together a good plan on her own. But like at the end of the day, like how is she going to get the the chains off of him? How are they going to coordinate? Like a lot of that was pure yeah. luck up until Hofstadler showed up. And was he like, was always either chained or in the tank. So why was she thinking and that he was wasn't going to be out? She didn't bring was like, bolt cutters when he was, when he was swimming very around. Naive. Yeah. Yeah. When she was showing him the records and he was dancing around and stuff, I'm like, there's no chain on your neck. That's how you're able to because he was in, in a sealed tank. tank, I think. Yeah. I think they sealed yeah, him in that in tank, like, like locked him. He was in the open, shallow pool. Because that, that bothered me a little bit because I'm like, if he's not chained up, what's stopping him from like just jumping out of the pool? I feel like they had a thing that locked him in and out. Yeah. yeah. Like, a, like, like a airlock. Like SeaWorld. Yeah. Okay. Or Zeus. And then they have like a show pool. Yeah, that's possible. I feel like they should have established that a little bit better then. But I feel like they did, but they... Okay. Maybe you too. No, I agree though with the... It should have been established a little bit better because when he's swimming around, he's got nothing on. But then like when he's in the shallow pool... Why doesn't he just jump out and then... Because at no point when he's in the shallow pool is he not chained. But how does he go from being chained in the... Because there's those times where swimming around in the tank. Right, where he is able to just go from the shallow pool into the tank and then back into the shallow pool. They they posit that there's some kind of like... Mechanism. um, Sea world type I think mechanism. I, but, my, but you know, how do probably like get but, the, the stun yeah. door? Stun but when he goes like, through the door, he basically has to voluntarily allow himself to be chained and into the. Yeah, you don't know. That. I mean, they could so they I'm could drug his food. Like, there could be a lot of things the way they do that. The same way they do with animals. Know, just, shoot him with a trunk. Something, gun. though, just doesn't add up in that. Yeah. To me. yeah, there are a lot of little logistics that don't. Yeah. But the. Damn it, I forget where I was before. We were talking about bolt cutters. 
bolt cutters. Oh, I feel like having Hofstadler involved in the escape a little earlier on right. would have dissuaded all of my, like, this is very far-fetched the way this shook out. Like, because he knew, like, that was already established that he knew about um, Eliza sneaking in and bonding with the thing. I feel like him just... Well, he at- was going to kill it. Well, that he, yeah, he, yeah he I think he was, yeah. But I feel like him, they, they could have a little earlier on been like him being like, fuck this, I'm not going to do it. This girl like values him. Maybe I'll talk to her and coordinate, coordinate the plan a little bit completely better. Completely negated the Because he literally thought. got killed because even they thought he didn't kill it, even though they had no evidence to the, uh, the contrary. Yeah. Literally, they that would have negated the C-Puck because they're like, hey, I know this girl's going to kidnap me. We could just kill her and take the fish creature. Yeah. If he were still, because I don't think his his... Allegiance to to Russia d- didn't really matter at that point because he was like, I don't want to kill it. Like he clearly yeah. was like, I don't. He th- his whole problem with with Strickland's plan was he didn't want the thing killed and dissected and all that. So I'm a little surprised he didn't just tell the Russians to take it from her because yeah. they weren't going to kill it. They wanted to capture it. The only reason they were going to kill it was because they didn't have enough time. Yeah. yeah so why true. didn't he just go, Hey, we got know. it out. We know where it is. We we can capture it and I can study it forever and then, now. Like him. "Quote unquote betraying them." Yeah, made no, no fucking it didn't. Sense. That's what I said to be earlier. Yeah, I was like, there was no real indicator. There was no proof that beyond that they thought he. No, did no, that. no. Uh, what Dimitri betraying yeah. Eliza and Zelda? No fucking sense. Oh, yeah. I don't think him he, saying that they clean. He was at the in end. shock. I don't think he meant to. Sorry, mm. sorry. So go ahead. Yeah, just character-wise, it made no sense. I, I think he's no, in I shock. Agree, I don't though. think he meant like, to. And, and that's that's fair. Well, that could explain it, but it makes sense to me because like he's been shit on by Strickland this whole time, and he's about to die no matter what. He's about to die, so nothing actually matters to him at this point. But I think that he was like, at least I die knowing that finally I some, him. You know, you I insulted got him you. to show the haha. You thought it was a big old group of people. Which it was I like fucking cleaners, like, bitch. I think it's like because right. he doesn't say it's guys. Eliza and what he just even says cleaners. Strickland right. is just on the ball enough to know exactly who well, that is. Because he yeah. already was suspecting. Yeah, that, like right. at least they make it look like he was already suspecting them. But I think it takes, he, he did totally. But then he it just takes kind until of, the last fucking second for him his to like pride. get it. He said, right. "Oh, why am I interviewing the shit cleaners, the piss cleaners?" Right, that's fair. Yeah, the help. And I think. Definitely his, um, Dimitri's last words is just to like fuck, fuck up his pride. And, I think he also was in shock. I think if he was not, it was that he was fucked. I mean, he was, he was shot in the gut. He was shot in the face. He was in shock as shit. So I think, you know, you're not thinking clearly. When you're and then you've been dragged fly, through your gun hole. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. All yeah. that shit. I didn't want to go over that, but yeah. yeah didn't want to go over that? Oh, really? No. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Ah, that's fair. not a fan. It's fair. It it's like whatever. really didn't. I I guess because I just know how fake it is. It just did not really like penetrate me. Like oh, didn't yeah, it was so see bad. see. Yeah. But I knew that's how bullets work. They go right through. You're not gonna just die because you well, get shot in the mouth. Like you're just gonna have a hole and you're gonna bleed profusely and it's gonna hurt. No, for sure, for sure. Like I understand that a lot of the mechanics are could be real in real life, but it just like watching it, I just knew that you know it just wasn't. I just it, my. Suspension of disbelief did not cover that yeah. scene for some yeah. reason. Like I was just like, uh huh, cool. See, I don't know. Good I ideas. Know, there's something I guess but, about about certain individuals maybe that just understand the depth of what, how shitty a gut shot is. Like, yeah. I mean yeah. that that was getting oh, no, shot in the face Strickland, was one thing, but Strickland, like Strickland like establishes well, he that. Said he's you're like, gonna you die. Are, you are gut shot. Not sir. not just how how unpleasant it is, to, and you're gonna die. But literally, okay. So the whole problem with being gut shot is your stomach acid is now leaking sp- into leaking you. into the yeah. rest of your body. Not it only is one that, of the most ways to die. Anything that's in your you're done. You're pretty much done. Yeah, but anything that's like that was digest you know all like no it's really gruesome but it just i didn't 
in many cases where things like it can come through the screen and I feel all that, blah, 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 that scene just didn't, no. yeah. it didn't reach me to the yeah. point where I was. That was the one that got me the most. About, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Well, the, anytime like guts are popping out of someone's stomach, yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's. Most of the time when I see innards, Gosh. I'm like. Bleh! Yeah, innards is what but does it. Blood, I'm it cool. Was, like, even blood, blood for me, some, but just for some reason, the gun violence in this just did not. Didn't jive. It just did. I just, I was like. Hmm. Pretty much Here's a weird been, thing. Have you ever shot a gun? I have. Okay, and good. I'm actually from a military good. family. Okay, because and, and that wasn't a knocker or, or anything. I was just no. curious because there are people who like have never shot a gun and don't, don't understand that there's a weird power, not in a good yeah. way, but like a scary power. Right, like, right, right. Holy shit, this can go through any of us really easily and yeah. kill us. Like, there's just something about shooting a gun. And I just realistic oof. that it like just made a hole in the cheek. It didn't blow Demetrius' face apart. Yeah, because it was a small yeah. caliber bullet okay. and it didn't hit hard of enough of a surface. I was just curious. I wanted to ask The only thing that it might have done is his other side of his cheek probably would have been blown out a little bigger, probably like another couple inches, because yeah. when it hit his teeth, if especially his mouth was closed, yeah. it would have exploded a little bit on impact and probably made a bigger hole on the other side. But uh, but going in, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the So I can I could sum up pretty much all my gripes into... That's not how that works. Doesn't seem plausible, or that's way too far fetched. Just, but as in the words you put it in, it my it didn't suspend my disbelief enough. Like it didn't yeah. cross that threshold for me enough. But that is. Does anybody else have gripes related to that? I mean, for me, theme? it was like my voice. Mine. I really, I really, really enjoyed the film overall. But I just felt like it wasn't at the same caliber as a typical Guillermo del Toro. Like I just didn't. It felt a little rushed. It felt like he could yes. have workshopped it another couple months and just sat down and figured out how to, how it to felt get a lot of these little plot holes done with a half second scene. Because there are it so many like things that could have had a, like a half concept, second scene that would have cleared a few The core holes. concept of monster romance and the monster actually getting to fuck the girl and stuff yeah. like that. He pointed at that concept, I feel, and was just like, kind of fuck everything else. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck all the explanation. Like, like fuck. Because he, he, he's super thorough normally Like with the characters. Like, oh, he wrote an eight-page bio for each character, gave it to the actors and stuff. It's just a lot of of the the lead up which i feel will be satisfied in the novelization because mm-hmm. from what well, i'm hearing hope. it is not your typical just oh this is a novel adaptation of the movie right. this is like a the guy who essentially came up with the idea of the whole concept of like not the romance but the 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 lady falling in love with the the monster and wanting to bust him out of the facility right. this gentleman daniel krauss like wrote the novel as Guillermo del Toro was also writing, while well, he co-wrote the script with co-wrote Guillermo the Toro. script right, and right. stuff, and I actually think they co-did, they co-wrote the book. Actually, I was looking at credits, mm-hmm. couldn't find Daniel Krauss in the credits for the movie. Or really? Not, I, sorry, on Wikipedia at least, there's a there's a lady named I think Vanessa, not Vanessa Taylor. It might be Vanessa Taylor. Actually, wrote co-wrote the script with Guillermo del Toro. But um, but Daniel Krauss's novel, I'm super looking forward to because I have the feeling um, that it's going to address a lot of those issues that I had with things not being explained well enough or not having enough time to look into certain elements like the bonding yeah. aspect and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like whoever Guillermo del Toro's producers are need to like, before his movie comes out, sit him down and be like, okay, does this make sense? Cause like Crimson Peak had the exact same issue where I'm like, I, yeah, none I of had this that issue too. makes any fucking sense. The thing it is, producers are usually the dumbest people involved in the film, and they care the least. That's fair. 
Well, someone. He needs Some to get like, like an Quality editor. control. Not Dick Wolf. <laughs> well, that's the thing. You <laughs> don't fuck Dick with Guillermo del Toro's work. And I think that showed the most in Crimson Peak and Shape of Water is no one wanted to touch it or fuck with it. I'm it's assuming. his baby. I'm just super assuming here. But because he's a visionary, like he has a vision and his vision is proven awesome on multiple, multiple occasions. So I feel like he's at this point right now where it's like, you, your vision was great. But the execution could have been a little better. That's why I feel like they. That's why I feel like the edit, the um, ultimate edition or whatever, the director's cut will have everything you're looking or a lot of what you're looking for because well, I'm sure it'll that probably have se- fix, fish sex. I don't know they about that. Fun. No, I just mean more bonding, but I don't know about fish sex. But I more mean just we'll have more of the the pet project type feel to it because when you're the outside editor or whatever comes in and sees the movie you're like oh shit we need to cut this down here and here you got a ton of bloat in the mid you know the, the middle arc where you're she's bonding you're like there's a lot of this where we for the structure of the plot don't really need it so you, they might have cut some of that out yeah. so i'm waiting for the novel we'll personally i think the novel's gonna address we'll that stuff so we should get 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 to closing up here uh final thoughts I, or do you I have a like, lot more? I, I, I had just a couple other things. Go ahead, but just go ahead. like, just essentially wanted to, because I spent a lot of time shitting on it and giving my, yeah, giving cool. my like gripes and stuff because that's me. But I still, I still loved it. I still enjoyed it. It's very different. It's, I haven't seen anything like it. So I'm still very, very happy with it. It just could have been a little better, I yeah. feel, in the plot structure department. Um, looking very much forward to the novel. I, I just, I don't know. I like it. CG me a couple wide shots, add them in there in those edits, and uh, add a little bonding. And I think you got a great director's cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gary, I think this movie was okay. Uh, it had like it was very pretty, and very pretty. The, the visuals were amazing, and like the fucking God bless Doug Jones for getting in that suit every day because yeah. that must have been a Just fucking God nightmare. bless Doug Jones That's for getting Doug in every suit, every suit, yeah. every yeah. all the suits. It's his thing. That though. one looked particularly uncomfortable. And he's mm. submerged most of the time. Yeah. yeah. And like the music was also really great. Like it really fit the story. Yeah. I just, there were a lot of plot issues, some pacing uh, issues. Some people bitched about that black and, li- black I and was, white music. That was literally number. what I was about to say. I wanted to bitch about it at first, but I was like, that. It actually is awesome because a it's that fanciful aspect that the movie wanted the whole time. But I'm like, this is clearly a dream sequence, so I'm cool with how whimsical it's getting. And I love that it switches to black and white because it's kind of a mocking nod to Creature from the Black Lagoon. That's well, like, also it's all the this. TV they've been watching. This is well that too, yeah. but it's like oh, this is typically you know Creature from the Black Lagoon's all this like black and white like see this horrific monster, but now it's all black and white, and he's in an adorable musical number with the leading lady. I thought it was cool. I thought it was a weird spot that they put it. I I think they I don't know could have found a time that was more appropriate. Like I here here's a weird one. Cut it in right when she gets shot and cut it out right when she falls in the water. Just just like Okay, her- yeah, but you just described the time period of the movie that is like my favorite. Well, of between her getting shot and them getting in the water, the fish man finally getting up and sorry. acting as regal and godly as we're meant to believe yeah. he is from the beginning. It's not the best spot. I just mean I don't know, it just felt a little like like we were about to hit an emotional moment, and it was we an did, emotional moment. She it had was, to say goodbye to him. Was it? No, not not with that. I meant with the with the musical. The musical number fell out of place. I think it was a good thing, well, no, and it, like, it, I think it just needed to be somewhere. But else. yeah, what Sarah was saying is she is preparing to say goodbye. Right. At, you know, that's like after that's they what decided, the like, oh, he's dying. He needs to get his ass. That to is water. true. I, so. I just thought, man. Guillermo del Toro must have saw La La Land and said, I want to do that. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I felt that way too. Like he was kind of poking fun at La La Land and was like. Here I'll just add it, you know, like, or like a nod to it, even if it yeah. isn't a joke. It's in a the fair no, assumption. He, he's 
said that he likes that movie a whole lot. But so it did fair. it did seem like just a little had a mocking tone to it. Like I had of a something. Either creature that from the well. black lagoon with the black and white aspect or, or like La La Land with the just let's stick a musical number like and, it, and it wasn't even that it was a musical number. Well, it like was that it was a dream fanciful sequence. dream sequence with that was like also very, black and white with yeah. like very, yeah, yeah. orchestra clear props. Yeah. Like, no one's trying to pretend this Completely is Completely separate. Like like I like I almost would have like preferred like her, a, a montage of like what a weird life of her in the future would have been like her imagining oh uh, yes that, suicide like squad like oh well, no like that babies. yeah like sure that whatever just some weird or something. like that bit from Sweeney Todd with the dream sequence of of Helena of the uh, Mrs. a little bit Mrs. I don't know it. I, I will admit I don't know exactly what I would like out of it to change I just it felt a little jarring and yeah, it could have yeah. been improved. I don't. I. I wish they would have taken it's it and just rough, morphed it into something else. A little rough around the edges. A little rough around the edges. Yeah. That's how I feel about the whole movie. Yeah, it and needs I, like it's completely bewildering to me that he won best director for it this. It needs like another couple million in budget to just do some CGI and a couple reshoots, and you. I think you'd have like a triple A top tier movie on your hands. But like this movie, I think was actually pretty mediocre in the directing department. So I find it very, very odd yeah. that he won Best Director. Yeah, because... because Especially because this year there were a lot of good movies so many par- good directors. When I category. consider direction and things like you consider that the environments were well explained and, and, and um, shown, I you consider the flow of the movie. I like, to pacing and like that and the pacing in this was really bad but, for me. But you, pacing... That's partly the script. But, yeah, but that but that was also partially him. But like, so. see, I don't know. I don't. He wrote the script, and but uh, that's not what for director. Wrote, I don't think I don't think the speech should be considered nearly as much in the script more than as much as like kind of the the result of of the way the your overall, shots like, are put together and the, the overall, way like idea and aesthetic flows. I really liked. There are other people who I think did a better job in that particular. Th- like it the absolutely genre. should win best makeup, like hundred percent. Like best directing, hmm, maybe for not for this one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, Susan, uh, Susan? closing thoughts sorry. on it. Um, Sue, sorry. Sue, when when they touched on how she had gotten the marks on her neck because she was like dragged out of the river or something, I'm like, well, obviously she's had really yeah. like some kind of relationship or was from an Amazon thing and and floated into Baltimore somehow. So I wish that that had been a little bit more explained. And again, it might be in the novelization. So I'm looking forward to that. But overall, I thought that this was a for me, I watched it like a couple of weeks ago. So I was like, this is a good way to start my 2018. It's a good precursor to the fantasy to come this yeah. year. I think it's going to continue building up from here. I still so. think, I think you should do more like this. Just, just, just um, polish it more. Just, like, I definitely feel like concept. Troll Hunters. Yeah. On I haven't Netflix. watched it yet. Oh my gosh, it's so good. That's so what I keep hearing. I, like, I definitely, I, I feel like it's so much more of his whimsical f- and like, he loves his lighthearted, like really whimsical lighthearted type of kind of thing, but it develop. There's so much more development. There's Has so much like better pacing. There is heavier things. Like they, they're introduced and grown a lot better in that. But again, it's a series instead of just a one and done. So that has some difference there. And it's Netflix, and Netflix will let you do a lot more than a lot of other. Yeah. Studios. Yeah. So. And that's very true. Without without going like on too much on this i was just very curious from your opinion what do you think about hellboy essentially being taken away like and and done by somebody else because i know mignola i got the impression over the years that mike mignola might not have been the biggest fan of guillermo's like interpretation of hellboy mm-hmm. because it yeah, is a little so. more goofy mm-hmm. i guess like of a of a take on it and and i don't because I still adore like Ron Perlman as Hellboy. Right, That's, there's right. no getting around that. They still haven't addressed like how Abe's going to be done or how any. They're going to recast. 
well, yeah, mm. yeah, obviously, but I just but how they're gonna recast? They're gonna reboot. It's not a sequel in any. Do you think that's like an improvement or like? I I really don't know, and I'm really holding out any judgment because I I grew up with Guillermo del Toro's movies first and then introduced myself to the comic but I was already so like invested in yeah. those movies so it's hard to because same it's hard, same yeah. I was introduced through the movies and then was like oh I want to read Hellboy now and right. stuff and I totally get that I'm like oh this thing with Liz isn't a thing and like oh it's not as goofy or or whimsical as they're trying to make it it's usually much more gritty and right. like, that type of thing so I'm I'm kind of trying to reserve judgment or really any yeah. feelings until the reboot is out I see it and go from there but I there's definitely a kind of sadness that I have about it being totally recast and yeah just yeah. everything changed. It, it was like, I feel that it was kind of a symbiotic thing because Guillermo del Toro, like, like you and I, introduced a lot of people to Hellboy and yeah, made I feel it like more our of a big whole generation or yeah. like age group. I feel like most of us got into it because of yeah. Guillermo del Toro. And so some people, like, I think it was Jeffrey Tambor actually that like did mm-hmm. an angry tweet when they first announced that like he, they're taking that franchise away from him and rebooting it. He was like, that is like really shitty and thankless because he put your comic on the map. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't go so far as to say that like mm-hmm. Hellboy wouldn't have been successful without Guillermo del Toro's movies. But I, but I do also respect that maybe Mike Mignola was like, this isn't what I want my movies to be like. There's a lot of the movies to it. adaptations of my material to be like or something like that. I just really think David Harbour will do a really good job. So Probably. I'm excited just for yeah. that. I like David Harbour. I'm David not Harbour's against David really Harbour. Cool. I just, it's so hard to get over not Ron Perlman. But I mean, you kind of have to give it to the owners of the license that I, I'm not guessing Guillermo del Toro is the easiest person in the world to work with. Yeah. And he has his, a lot of his own ideas. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he seems like a kind of He knows guy. what he wants. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they tried to make that movie for eight years and they just couldn't agree on yeah. it. So, I mean, at a certain point, you got to use the license or it gets yeah. sold back. Yeah. Yep. yeah that's so. All right. Well, I think we should wrap it up. Um, Sue, where can we find you on the internet if you desire to be found? So, I have tw- I'm on Twitter at Susan underscore Nicole. I'm on Instagram at Susan underscore Nicole. And it's N E C O L E. I'm also on Tumblr, Tumblr dot. This is Sue, S-U. Or, dot Tumblr.com. Yeah. That's my new, that's what I always say for like, when people used to say, oh, that'd be a great band name when they hear like a ridiculous sentence or something. I'm always like, like, cat scratch waffles dot Tumblr.com. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, great. Uh, Gary, where can we find you? Gary the third, everywhere that matters. All right. Gary with two with R's. With two R's. <laughs> Sarah? Uh, Cyru, S-C-I-R-E-W on Twitter, on PlayStation, on Twitch, that the like. You should, you should really... Oh, on Tumblr, it's Screw the Scientist. This is the full, non-abbreviated version of that screen name. You should so. unify your Instagram, in my opinion. What? But um, your Instagram is a different name. Unify. So it's well, yeah, because the actual name is Screw the Scientist. I've only sa- I only shortened it to Cyru in later years because I had to for certain for certain I know. platforms I and know. stuff. All right, and uh, you can find me at SirCastor, S-I-R-C-A-S-T-O-R. Check out our website, DualScreenVision.com. Leave us iTunes reviews because we're on there. Um, don't leave us iTunes. Yeah, no, that or gets us more the popular. Fuck off of iTunes. Gets us the more popular. I know. Five stars only. Yeah, five stars only, I'll give please. You a hand if, job. Yeah, Gary. Gary will give you a hand. Gary job. gives hand jobs. <laughs> that, that'll be our next show. Gary All looks right. like he has baby soft hands. Do, he does. Though. He does have I baby. Really I've do. held held Gary's hand. He has very soft hands. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, check out Dual Screen Audio, our main podcast, and uh, for more, can we just talk about? All right. Well, thanks for very much for joining us. Have a great one.